0: Welcome to the Liberty Experts Podcast, where all your liberty questions are answered, discussed, and debated by experts. Now, here are your liberty experts, Tim Moen and David Birnbaum.
1: Hey Tim, how's it going?
0: Hey David, it's going all right. You know, I don't know. I just woke up, can't get my lighting right. I got super fucking bright forehead here nothing's going right there was a bunch of mean shit people said about me on the internet last night i woke up to it it's like oh that's pathetic the libertarian party's been around for 45 years and you couldn't even get organized to get on the ballot in toronto uh what else oh yeah socialists uh, communists making fun of libertarians uh on one thing and driving me nuts so let's just say i'm doing shitty david how are you doing
1: well, I'm, I'm not doing fantastically uh, for like more personal reasons than, uh, I'm not that those aren't personal reasons, but I'm
0: fucking do- super personal, dude.
1: <laughs> well, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, and so, but it, it leads into what I wanted to talk about today, which is whether or not it's okay to show up in a bad mood or show up sad right? So I was thinking about it this morning, because I'm not in the best mood, I have some stuff going on. And then it's like, okay, do I bring that authenticity to the podcast? Or, you know, regardless of this podcast at work or whatever, right? Like if you're actually in a bad mood, and you have to go into the office, do you put pretend like, you know, many people just don't want to bring their crap with them. But there's something to be said about being like, authentic in whatever emotions you're feeling and stuff. So I'm interested in your Initial thoughts on that.
0: Well, whatever I say is going to be (laughs) hypocritical, probably. Here, Um, yeah, I think I think it depends, right? I mean, we're we're doing a podcast where we kind of let people into our private world a little bit, share our struggles. I think that's kind of the value maybe we bring. It's you know, I'm not a big fan of um, of let's say content where people are always like portraying themselves as something they're not, right? Like Instagram filters and um always super positive, never uh struggling, going through dark days hair. Yeah, yeah.
1: the podcast.
0: Yeah, so you know, I think context matters, but I do think there is something to the the idea of um you know, we, we have to deal with our, our bad moods, right? Like our bad moods are not going to help us in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to recognize that we're in a bad mood, recognize that we're grumpy, be aware of that, and be aware of what it's telling us, um, and then correct it, I think. You know, like let, let's figure out how to fix it. And there there are tricks you can do to, to change your mood. You know, you can fake it till you make it. I mean, studies have shown, and empirically you know, you put a smile on your face and pretty soon you're, you're not quite so bad a mood. So, um, ah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, so it's, it's interesting because I'm, I'm torn about whether I agree with you or not. Right. Cause you know, the, the mental health stuff I've read about, I've, uh, I've learned about is that well you need to kind of be authentic in whatever your experience is right so many people when they're alone won't face their own crap right they won't let themselves be sad they won't admit right. uh, the mood they're in and then that's you know especially true if they're going out and seeing other people they don't want people to know they're you know having issues and then everyone feels alone because no one sees what they're actually going through but i do agree right like you know it's not you like, you can just be miserable at your job. Like if I work at Starbucks, I can't just be in a shitty mood and treat everyone like crap because I'm in a crappy mood. So it's like, but you know, I think that there's something to be said of, I'd want to be able to, yeah, put on the fake smile when I'm dealing with the customers, but for my coworkers to know, like, Hey, I'm not in a good mood today. Like if you could cut me some slack or whatever, because I remember being very proud of myself. It was about like a year and a half ago the first time I, w- I was working at a coffee shop at the time. And it was like the first time I went to work while just in a bad mood, like I was in a really bad mood and I just kind of let myself be in that mood while at work. And like, okay, I'm still like, I'm just a cashier. I don't have to. And it was at like a university coffee shop. So I didn't care as much about like um, how great I, I came across to the, the people, but there was something to be said that was like almost freeing that I could just be authentic in my mood but I agree there's a balance, right? Like you can't always let it. And, and for me, the issue kind of comes to let, let's put sadness aside for a minute. And let's think of anger. Cause when I talk to some guys about their anger, they feel like, well, they can't let themselves be angry because then they'll act out the anger. And it's as if those two things are connected. Right. But it's like, right. no, you can let yourself fully feel it without acting upon it. And so it's like, it's interesting for me to understand how to approach that with like sadness, uh, in a similar way, like to let it exist, but not act upon it and how to like kind of manage that.
0: Right. Yeah. And again, I guess it depends what your goal is and what your job is to some extent. Right. Um, but I will say that, you know, in, in an organization, like I know certain people, who never have anything positive to say. They always show up in a bad mood. And it's clearly an issue with their inner dialogue, their inner narrative, right? They, they just cannot find anything to be grateful for or anything positive or, or optimistic in the organization. Everything is always shit all the time. And those people are cancer. I mean, they bring down the organization. They spread that uh, mood like a virus. And you can't have them around if you're trying to get stuff done and if you're trying to achieve goals because that kind of mindset um, constantly does not help. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think there there's something to be said about checking to see, to see, you know, like how you how you um, if you bring some sort of self awareness to your mental state and you share it with your coworkers. I think that's much better than having no self-awareness about your mental state at all Um, because you know if you trust your coworkers and you're vulnerable with them uh, that can increase trust and it can actually increase teamwork to see especially if you're in a leadership position they see their leader struggling but bringing self-awareness to the thing being like man guys i i just i woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning i'm trying to i'm grappling with this right now i have this going on at home and this going on and i i'm really struggling not to bring it into work, but I'm having a difficult time with that right now. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and if they, especially if they see you overcome that and, and figure out a way through it um, I think that can be valuable for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I could, I, I, I'll, sorry, I'll just add, um, you know, I, I've, there's been a, a few times like what, when I do a speaking gig, you know, I want to be, it, it, depending on the venue, I kind of want it to be motivational I want want it to inspire people I want it to inspire action and inspire them to get out there and, and do something right I, I feel like the message is important and the, and the the attitude and the way I deliver it needs to be fairly upbeat uh, and it needs to and it needs to be authentically upbeat right And so if I'm struggling before that speech, I need to get myself into an authentically upbeat place before I deliver it. Like I I can't be feeling sad when I go on that stage and then put on a a mask and expect that speech to be powerful, right? Um, So I have to get into an authentic place. But then there have been other times where I've just, I can't, I can't get there, right? And so I I remember I once gave a speech. Uh, I shared this article with you, I think a few weeks ago about, uh, was it uh, Elijah's job or some big biblical figure's job? Mm-hmm. um and it was about preaching to the remnant right now i was feeling particularly beat down by the ppc libertarians jumping ship um and and i was speaking to a bunch of libertarians and i'm not feeling like there's much hope and i'm i'm feeling like why the, why the hell am i doing this why am i grinding it out when you know, everyone's abandoning me (laughs) and abandoning this party and different things like that. And I just couldn't muster up the thing. So I spoke honestly about it. And, uh, I, I just realized this was going to have to be a different speech and what motivates us through our dark times was kind of the, the, the way I approached it. Like, how do we keep going in the face of, of, um, being at a low point, uh, you know mentally and and physically and just organizationally and so i found that article and i thought it spoke to me and i said yeah there's value in keeping going even when we're in, going through a dark time through the valley of the shadow of death or whatever um there there's something there so i sh- i just shared what was in my heart and and it went over fairly well i thought and connected with people
1: yeah and so like there's two different points there that i think are both important one in a kind of Yeah. In a work setting, if you're always in a bad mood and if you're always letting that kind of take over, yeah, you're no one wants you there. And that's understandable. Like, but, you know, I almost took for granted, I suppose, a meta awareness of it. Right. Which isn't always the case. Yeah. if Someone's just in a bad mood consistently and and you think it's and, and they think it's just acceptable to be in that mood consistently. Like that's an issue. Um, but uh, yeah, I was kind of more taking for granted almost like, okay, being aware. So if someone asks you, yeah, I'm just struggling right now. I'm in a bad mood. Sorry. And being aware of it and apologetic that it could be de- detrimenting their experience right now as well. But, you know, connecting it to the, the speech point, I think that's valid too, right? So yes, if, if there was like a concrete or a discreet, like 10 minutes, I had to try and muster myself up into an authentically good mood. That's possible, but it's also quite tiring and I might crash back down afterwards. But I do think there's something to be said about, well, if you're in a specific mood in a specific environment, odds are other people are too, right? Especially if it's around a shared value, right? Mm -hmm. And so then I think it could, I could argue it's more valuable to like, because if you you had in that moment, put yourself up and got into that mood, you know, many of the people there, if they're in the low mood, they can feel dejected, like, oh, wow, look at Tim in in any situation, even as bad as it is now, Tim still is an optimist. How How and then like, how does he manage that when I don't? And the answer is, well, Tim doesn't manage that. It's fake, right? Even if it's authentic yeah. for the 10 minutes, right? And so it's like, what is that balance? And, you know, I think I recently attended an ARI event and it was kind of like, one of the speeches it was really good because he was talking about right now it looks like like there's no hope almost <laughs> right like it does look like that but it's not true right there is always hope and and like and to if you just came in at uh, the first 5 minutes i was like oh whoa like this is not what i expected but then it was a good thing generally i think and it right. helped kind of bring me along a bit more But so, yeah. And so, you know, I still, yeah, go ahead.
0: I I was just going to, I was just going to add to what you were saying there about, you know, your, your teams in a low place and you come in there and paint a smile on your face and like, you know, that, that's not going to go over well. And um, I remember when I was doing my grad degree in leadership, I found a book or some literature on, uh, I can't remember whether it was tribal leadership or something like that, but I basically talked about these different phases that organizations go through. Right. And there's like five phases, according to this author, the first phase is like, the everything sucks, the world sucks, we all suck kind of thing, right? And then the next phase is I rock, everyone else sucks. And then it goes all the way up till to we're all awesome kind of thing, right? And he talks about how really high-performing organizations kind of go back and forth between phase four and five, right? But you can't bring a phase four type of narrative or attitude to a phase one organization, which might be like an inner city street gang or something like that. Like if you if you want to bring them out of that phase one, you ha, you have to speak with them with one phase above that, uh, which is like we rock, everyone else sucks kind of thing, and, um, and and so I think organizations are are somewhat similar. Like if organizations are going through a really rough time, or else at an all time low, for you to go in there talking like we're we're kicking it, you know, like this is just awesome, and we rock you aren't going to connect with anyone and you aren't going to be able to help elevate them. And so, you know, your goal, I think, should always be to, to, um, you know, when we work together in an organization, our goal is productivity. And if we're in a bad place, we need to, someone needs to step into a leadership position, whether formal or informal, and lead you to a better place. How do you do that? Well, you have to be authentic with people, but you also have to have inner capacity and and self-reflective capability of bringing yourself out of that bad place right because you're there too and yeah. and so a person who can do that needs to be able to authentically communicate how they're doing it that's how leadership kind of works um, you know and so you can go there and bitch with your coworkers and and just keep stagnating and remain status quo but at a certain point, you wanna you wanna elevate, you can be part of the problem or part of the solution in those situations. And you know, I, I don't think you can do it by being fake, but I do think you can use tricks and um and and techniques to bring yourself out of that bad darker place into a lighter place, right? And yeah. I, I think there's also something to be said too. Like sometimes it's okay to be a follower. Like, sometimes you can just admit, look, I, I just don't have the capacity to bring myself out of there. I'm going to go to to someone in my organization who I know does, um, you know, who has gone through struggles and has brought themselves out of them. They'll they'll help me talk me through this a little bit and, may, you know, I'll feel better because of having that conversation.
1: I think that makes sense. And, yeah, to bring it back to... Um yeah, if, if like you're employee one or employee X or whatever, and, and it's just like you're in a bad mood, how like do you bring that with you or not? I, I still think, yeah, like it's important to bring it with and under with bring it with with the understanding it's not permanent and it's not like a good situation to be like that at work. And so you can try and kind of talk to people about it and try and get their help to get out of it either in that situation for that shift. And then if you're still in a bad mood, when you leave, you know, that's understandable. That's, that's okay. But in that environment. So like, if, for example, even bringing it into the podcast here, I'm like, you know, the last couple of times we've recorded, cause I've been dealing with stuff and I didn't like, I didn't have the capacity yet to kind of talk about it. So it was kind of like, all right, let's pick a topic and I'll just kind of talk. And I was almost kind of like talking intellectually while just like watching myself, like, all right, we're doing the podcast or whatever, right? <laughs> because yeah. like, sometimes that's what you have to do. I have to, I have yep. to record the podcast, but like now I'm much more engaged in this conversation right. because it's where I'm at. It's not where I'm supposed to be trying to be at. Right. And I think yeah. in any situation, the balance is, you know, it, it's different, but generally
0: yeah well and and, and kudos to you for grind grinding it out right because i face this same problem all the time when it comes to writing or producing content on on my own it's like i'm not feeling inspired i'm feeling like frustrated with myself because i can't think of anything i'm feeling you know and i just check out and i procrastinate or i'll watch tv or play a game on my phone or do you know find all these things to distract myself because I can't, you know, I'm waiting for lightning to strike where everything's just perfect and all my feelings and intellect and mind, body, and spirit are kind of lined up. And all of a sudden, something pours out of me. Because I've had those experiences where I'm almost in like a flow state where it's like, boom, this is like awesome. And, you know, I keep waiting for those times when everything's aligned. But, you know, what, what, um, uh, there, there's a great little book by Stephen Pressfield called The War of Art that talks about, um, you you got to force yourself to be uh, to 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 work if you want if you want to be a writer and i think this goes for podcaster or firefighter or whatever thing you want to be there're going to be days where you do not feel like doing it there're going to be lots of days where you don't feel like doing it where you don't feel like showing up where you can't line up your body mind and spirit and in those days you have to face that blank canvas and face it until something comes out and just get anything on paper, get anything out. And that's actually part of the process of, and then eventually something positive will come out of that. You'll start producing something, but if you don't do that, if you just hide away, um, you're not going to produce anything. So, uh, you know, I would argue that part of the reason maybe you're feeling better and more connected to the podcast now is because you showed up like a professional and, um, you you made that inner bitch your bitch
1: yeah well that's it. i was go i was going to take the fine the conclusion a different way actually i was going to take the conclusion that no you have to show up and do it anyways but you have to show up where you're at right and mm-hmm. maybe the writer block lasts longer right. because you don't admit well you're fucking discouraged you're like miserable you're never going to write anything you keep saying no, no no don't think that way don't think that way And so it's removing yourself from where you're at about the process. And so that's kind of like in a work environment, I'd say, no, you have to kind of admit where you're at and whether or Mm -hmm. not you decide to share that with others or not, or how that manifests is different. But yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think that's absolutely right. I mean, you can sit there staring at your blank page and pretend everything's okay. Or you can start writing about how you have writer's block and how, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. and then all of a sudden things start to work better. It's like, it's like a way of clearing that block or clearing that negative energy you have in your, your mental space. And I, I, I do the same thing at work. Like, you know, I, I find quite often I'll show up to work and I'll be grumpy or whatever, for whatever reason. And I'll just, someone will say, how how are you doing? And I'll, I'll just be honest with them. I'll be like, uh, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. I didn't do my attitude of gratitude. I saw mean things on Facebook about me and it put me in a bad mood. And now I'm, I'm now I'm here at work and I'm talking to you about it. And hopefully this day goes, you know, and we usually have a laugh about it. I feel better yeah. about it. And my day goes a lot better after, after that, it's kind of like, a, almost like a little clearing exercise.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And and I'm very grateful. Like my boss, when I'm in a bad mood, I can just kind of be honest. And sometimes he asks, sometimes he doesn't. But it's just like, right. I don't have to, I'm still going to get my work done, but I don't have to pretend I'm glad about it. Right. But he knows I'll get my work done even when I'm in a bad mood.
0: And David, let's check in because when we started this podcast, I was genuinely uh, <laughs> had low energy. I was like, "Oh, I can't think of anything to say," struggling to find content. And you know, I, I, I was probably on a scale of ten in terms of energy and mood. I was probably close to a two or three, and now I'd say I'm seven or eight. So, what about you?
1: I'm glad. Well, my my. Like I'm right now in a good mood, but I know I'll kind of when we're done, I'll kind of fall back into it. So for this and for the rest of the recordings, I'm at like a seven, eight, but I'm still at like a two, three. And I can kind of feel that. That's because like I have other stuff I'm working through and whatnot. Right. right, right? right. And so it's just about, you know, how do I then like not feel like I'm betraying myself, right? Like that's kind of the issue. It's like no, I should be depressed right now. Why am I not right, right. I'm working on that balance. Oh, interesting.
0: The, yeah, it, so you, you feel like you're betraying your authentic emotions by being at a seven right now?
1: Yeah, like almost. like that. I'm yeah. working through that, but that's been the thing for a while. It's like when there's anything weighing on my mind. Because, you know, right. that's kind of Another episode on this because it'll be interesting to explore in more depth this kind of issue it, with, with the split. But, uh, yeah, so... I was going to say, well, well I, I feel like shit. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, <laughs> for time, podcast. Yeah,
0: but no, I mean, there's, there's something to be said too about um, not locking yourself in to having to feel a particular way too. Right. And recognizing that you can be up and down within minutes, yeah. um, you know, because quite often like that, that kind of inner monologue where you or, or dialogue where you're, where, where you're like, okay, I, I just, Put on a fake smile, and I'm feeling better. Am I betraying my sadness? And the thing that, I mean, that 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 is a, a surefire wire to keep yourself stuck in the mud. Yeah. You know, it's like you're sabotaging your own happiness in a way, or your own thing. So, um, you know, I wouldn't feel any sense of guilt or betrayal about uh, suddenly feeling better way. I mean, yes, there's going to be stresses outside this podcast that face us. Um, you know, I can think of 10 right off the top of my head if I want. Um, I'm not thinking about those right now and I'm not going to, you know, not going to let that nagging feeling uh, drag me down right now. In fact, I'm hoping that I can carry this feeling forward right. into the rest of my day and get some of those things done, building on the momentum.
1: Yeah. That's a much more optimistic. I was like, no, as soon as we saw to <laughs> so misery, yeah, like, yeah. Oh no, I want to carry this out. So yeah. now I'm at a three now, now in the back of my mind, you've, increased fifty percent. It's a huge Excellent. increase. Uh, well, Thanks, Tim. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Let us know uh, if you're in a bad mood, just like we were at the start of this podcast. And if you want help getting out of those moods in the future, head over to Libertyexperts.com and give us some money.
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely and we we'll have private conversations with you uh you know it, we can we can cheer each other up it's it's very easy to to be cynical and to be in a constantly bad mood looking at the state of politics in the world and especially for people who watch this podcast if you're anything like us you know we look at the state of the world and everything's going to hell and there's nothing we can do about it and fo- focusing on that and constantly being immersed in that uh can leave you feeling down and depressed different things and and uh, we've been there, and we we can help talk you off the ledge a little bit, and and help you focus on things to be grateful for, and, and things to be to to focus on that uh, that will build up uh, your productivity, your mood, your you know help you kick more ass in life. Because uh, as you can see, David and I struggle ourselves, so um, you know, we're happy to help you uh, share the lessons we've learned.